BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Step it up, step it up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him, he's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. This week, we sit down with Real Housewives of New Jersey star Margaret Josephs, who opened up about the status of Melissa and Joe Gorga's marriage, why she thinks Jennifer Aiden is disgusting, and her brand new book, Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget. Congratulations on the book. Like I said, I absolutely loved it. Such fascinating stories. I mean, why was this the perfect time for you to write this book? Thanks, Christina. I think, you know what? I've been on Housewives for years. People only know 25, 30% of my life. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that has happened to me before I was on the show. I had it led a very full life, lots of ups and downs. Growing up with Marge Sr. in the 70s, <laughs> single mom, which was not common then. A lot of people don't know about my first marriage, mm-hmm. um, having a natural born son, uh, all about my business, how I grew my business, the pitfalls that I went through. So I think there's just a lot more to know about me. Definitely. I mean, what was the most difficult part for you to write in this book? I mean, because like you said, you, you know, a lot of ups and downs and you've lived a very full life, but there was a lot of hardships as well. So, I mean, what was the most difficult part for you? I think the difficult part, truthfully, was to relive my first marriage yeah. because it was painful because there was a lot of happy times mm-hmm. and you mourn those happy times. You yeah. mourn not, you know, having them and, mm-hmm. and it was, it was hard to relive all of that for yeah. me. Did- I mean, the business pitfalls, you know, I, I survived them. So it's bad. <laughs> right. Did you talk to Jan before you were going to write this book and has he read it? And what is his, what are his thoughts? Jan has not read the book, okay. uh, but I will tell you one very funny thing. I mean, of course I spoke to him about it. I showed him some of the pictures I was putting in. He's like, wow, Marge, I was one good looking guy. I, mean, I was in great shape. I can't believe that was me. Jeez. I looked amazing. I was like, Jan, that was our honeymoon. And, uh, <laughs> You were, you were only 47 and I was 27, so it was very funny. <laughs> I mean, what was that 
like becoming like an instant mom in your 20s? And I mean, what was kind of the most difficult thing for you? You know, it was just, I just fell right into it. It Mm -hmm. was, the kids took to me right away. I think I gave up uh, and I didn't realize at the time my youth going out probably mm-hmm. and all of that, but I had such a crazy life before then. So I think I was happy just to settle down and not have all of that insanity. I yearned for the stability and that's what it gave me. Yeah. So it wasn't as rough all of that, but I think looking back, I didn't know a lot of things and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to navigate a marriage like that. Yeah. I mean, did you know kind of early on that maybe this marriage wasn't going to last forever? I mean, like you do say like after Cooper was born that like, you know, he had already done this three times. So he wasn't like totally like, obviously he was excited, but like wasn't totally on board with it. So did you kind of know early on that maybe this wasn't going to work out? I think there was um, little flags that I should have caught on to. I, I think some women can turn their heads to certain things. I think I probably am not that person. Yeah. I think after I had my son, there were some red flags. I was so elated. It was my first child. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't even as excited about the pregnancy mm-hmm. as I wanted him to be. You know, you know, everything that was my first was, you know, his fourth. Right. <laughs> right? So it wasn't as exciting to him. So we didn't get a lot of things that first first marriages would have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you admit in the book that you had a, a brief one night affair with Kelly from the band Foreigner. I mean, that like that was uh, surprising to me. Did Jan know about that, or is he going to kind of find out about this for the first time? He'll find out about it from feels like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So he has no idea. No. Oh my God. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Fine. It happened so long ago. I mean, it happened literally so long ago. <laughs> so long. Sure he's not going to care. He's not going to care. I love that so much. I mean, you write about in the book too, obviously a lot about your mom and your relationship growing up with her and also how you had no relationship with your father. I mean, has he ever tried? And I know when you wrote the book, he hadn't tried to reach out to you, but have you had any sort of communication did he ever try to reach out while you were on the show? No, I mean, I'm not even sure if he's dead or alive. Yeah. So with my luck, he'd probably need money. And I said, I can't take one more person to have to support. Uh, truthfully, you know, you don't miss what you never had, right? Oh. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that. They're always like, oh, she's daddy issues, she's that, she's this. No, if you never bond with somebody, you can't really miss them. Yeah. So it's like, it, I never, he never reached out. And I, I was like, whatever. You know, it didn't really even phase me that much. People mm-hmm. always bring it up and try and make something. But I was so close to Wayne, who mm-hmm. I write about in the book, yeah. and my mother, and I was just down in Florida, not you know, a month and a half ago visiting him. So I have a lot of special men in my life. I love that. I love that you're still so close with Wayne. I love that so much. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, obviously, you you write about your mom a lot in the book and. You know, it wasn't the typical mom uh, growing up. I mean, do you ever feel like you kind of missed out on that mom figure because she was more of a friend in a way? Oh, without a doubt. I still, I mean, I never know what it would even be like to have like a mom figure. Marcy was very nurturing. She's the best grandmother. Yeah. Uh, my son looks at her as like grandma's the greatest, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it's like to have a mom figure or any kind of parental figure. Truthfully, I, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely missed out on it. That's how I says raised by wolves, but I love, I mean, I love her dearly, but we have a different type of relationship. 
Yeah. Was it hard for you to kind of figure out like the first few months of motherhood then? Because you're like, I don't really know what to kind of go off of. No, no. I knew exactly what to do because not to do what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I figure it out to the fact is I was like, I knew to make my kids feel safe, to be there, not to overshare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't drink. Yeah. Just, just very certain things. Maybe I was, because she wasn't overprotective, I was extremely overprotective and neurotic. <laughs> totally. Thank you. Obviously, you write a lot about um, about business and, you know, kind of getting your start. And, you know, you talked about this on the show recently, too, how you revealed that you slept with your boss when you were younger. I mean, what would you tell your younger self now in that situation? Um, not to feel intimidated mm-hmm. and to be able to be protective of yourself, to feel safe and to be able to leave that situation, to be able to share the moment with someone else and not feel shame that you did nothing wrong mm-hmm. and you bring this upon yourself. Uh, it was so different than Christina. It, it was yeah. so crazy. The Garmin Center, you know, other women have said to me, well, you could have left and gone to another job. I could have went to the next company. It was common everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't know one company that the bosses didn't have mistresses. It was the Garmin Center. And it was, there was just no, there was no escape if that's the business you were in. And I, you know, it, and there was so many great things about it. Mm-hmm. And people did a lot of compartmentalizing that. Yeah. Do you think Jennifer is going to change her tune once she reads it? Uh, I hope she, I hope she learns from it. She has daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she led a very different life than I led. Yeah. I mean, what was your biggest lesson that you think that you learned when it comes to business? Uh, (laughs) Have a good lawyer. (laughs) Also know what you're not good at is more Mm -hmm. important than knowing what you are good at Mm -hmm. because you can't be good at everything and don't be so trusting all the time. I am very trusting, go with my heart because I feel I'm very above board. And I, you feel like everybody else has your best interest. The person who has your best interest is yourself. Yeah, no, that is so, that is so, so true. not have your best interest. (laughs) That is very true. And obviously you talk a lot about your marriage to Joe. I mean, it was interesting when you wrote that you felt like kind of Jan handed you Joe on a silver platter. I mean, did you really feel that way? And you really think that Jan had no idea that this relationship was kind of brewing? Uh, He really had no idea this was I think Jan was caught up in his head and Mm -hmm. I feel like Jan, I don't know what it was at the time, um, really was not caught up in me. I think he was checked out a little. I was checked out. Like I said, and, and, you know, we even talk about it to this day, which is Mm -hmm. so interesting. We'd be at a bar mitzvah and I'd be dancing with everybody else and I'd be begging him to pay attention to me. (laughs) And it was, it's so weird because when I did, we did wind up splitting, he was just, I think he then realized like, oh my God, you know, how did this happen? Yeah. But it was so far gone already. Yeah. So yeah, he really handed me on a silver platter. Yeah. I mean, do you, are you in, it seems like you and Jan are in a good place now that you guys have a good relationship. Oh, we have an amazing relationship. We're amazing co-parents together. Yeah. We talk almost every day on the phone. Uh, we have mutual friends. We talk to gossip with each other. <laughs> he loves to watch me on the show. He's, we are much better friends. Yeah. How are things with Dean and Tori? They are very, um, you know, with Dean, they're better. Yeah. They are, you know, we text, we write, he doesn't live in this state. Uh, so we, we are separated uh, from across the country. Right. Um, Cooper is very close with them. Mm-hmm. 
again, again, that's his family, his brother and sisters that they're all very, you know, that's all pseudonyms, right? That's yeah. not even their real names. I had of to course. keep everybody protected. Yeah, yeah. They're all, all the kids are very close and they're all very successful and happy. So that's, that's what makes me happy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's that, I mean, out of a lot of the things in the book, that was probably the most heartbreaking thing for me to kind of read is because, you know, you were with them for so many years and it just feels like if you and Jan are in a good place, like why can't you and the kids be in the good place? It breaks my heart. Yeah. People, I could start crying now. People Mm -hmm. don't, I don't think realize, I think when they read the connection and how long we were together and the depth of the relationship and the, you know, I think that's really what it is. Um, People don't know that side of me. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't want to upset you. (laughs) Sensitive and sweet, you know, it was a very long time and a big part of my life. Yeah. Well, I hope eventually things work out. I really do because yeah, definitely. How does, how does Cooper feel about you being on housewives after all these years? Oh, he despises it. That's the funny part. He can't stand it. He always says to me, Oh, you are always TMI. Now the whole world has to, (laughs) yeah, he keeps a very, very low profile, very serious job. He doesn't live in the state either. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. You know, it was interesting that you said that no one, you know, kind of helped you when you first got on the show. Was it a lonely feeling when you first joined the housewives and were you ever intimidated by any of the ladies? You know, I, because I was supposed to be connected to uh, Siggy, You know, the other girls thought I was really friends with her. Like yeah. Melissa and Teresa. Melissa and Teresa were lovely. They were so mm-hmm. welcoming to me. They they immediately welcomed me with open arms. But I didn't know them to be like, oh, could you recommend a hair person in Florida to me on our first trip? It wasn't like that. And I will say, Danielle and I came on together. She was lovely. Her and I bonded instant, instantly. She wanted to have someone she was close to, and I was close with her. But Siggy was supposed to be friends with, was actually shunned me which was so like vicious. It was actually very, very, I was like shocked considering we live right by each other, but really no one embraced me um, like that. Like the girls did, like they were so sweet to me, but it's not, it, but it's not the way I did it with Jackie. Like Jackie came on mm-hmm. near each other. I was like, you call me for anything, you know, you need anything for hair, makeup, you, you know, where do you want to go eat dinner? What do you want to do? You know, anything that she needed, I wanted to embrace her and make, her fit in the friend group perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't have that. I, I made my own way, which obviously worked out perfectly because he also loved me and everything worked out perfect. But Siggy was the, yeah, the worst. Yeah. It was like, almost like she was afraid that you were going to outshine her. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, which mm. is such nonsense. And I think she just wanted me to be her sidekick and you know, that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Are, do you have any communication with her whatsoever? Have you spoken to her at all? No, not at all. I mean, this is, I just can't wait for, you know, she's a stain. I've said it all over. She's a stain on New Jersey. <laughs> do you think that she'll read the book? And do you think that she'll have comments oh, about it? No, no, I don't think she would read the book. Do you, do you still, I know that you said in another interview that you consider her like an evil person. Do you really think like deep down that she is just not a genuine person? Yes, I really do think that. And yeah. by the way, I mean, I know everyone would be shocked. I don't feel that way about Danielle. Horrible things about me on Instagram and Instagram live and she goes down a deep hole, but I do, you know, I have a soft spot for her. Even with all the crazy things that have happened, I have a weird soft spot. And not that I would ever want to be close to her again, but I wish no ill and I don't think she's evil at all. Yeah. 
you know, in the book, I thought it was interesting when you said you bought a piece of artwork from her house after it sold. <laughs> was that like one final, like maybe like kind of like an F you to her? <laughs> uh, a little bit, but I always did want that painting because her house was staged. It wasn't a painting, it's a photograph. Mm-hmm. And her house was staged and it was staged by, I'll say the name, Sheila Britz. Mm-hmm. She an inter- she's an interior designer. I know her for many, many years from the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And when Danielle bought her house, that house was staged. That piece was in there. I wanted it from the beginning. I was like, that's great. And Danielle goes, I'm buying it with the house. Da, da, da. She bought a lot of pieces with the house. Mm-hmm. And then when, when she didn't take it with her, when, you know, she had left, been, uh, left the premises, left the premises, <laughs> uh, Marty was selling everything very inexpensively. Mm-hmm. And so I took it. Snatched it up. <laughs> I had no choice but to snatch it. The bar loves a bargain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, have you had any contact with her at all? Do you know if Teresa has any contact with her? I don't believe Teresa has. I don't believe they have any contact. I mean, yeah. if Teresa did, that would be ludicrous. Right. You said that you you would stay on Housewives until you no longer belong there or, you know, you've, or you're not asked to come back. I mean, do you still feel like you belong and that this is something that you want to do for a very long time? Yeah, I feel like I still belong. I feel mm-hmm. like I belong. I put the fun in the dysfunctional family <laughs> and I believe I, I do belong there right now. It's, it's a good home. Definitely. Are you ever going to reveal that celebrity, the celebrity that managed to sneak into Andy's baby shower? Uh, well, I think we know who it is. It was, uh, you know, a housewife was waiting around the corner in full glam, and I took her painting, you know, the picture of my house, and I took her sofa and reupholstered it. It was, it was there, you know. She flew to LA and made sure she was there. I love it. Is Joe's favorite housewife still Ramona? No, no. As soon as I got on the show, he knew he knew which blonde he had. You know, was his favorite housewife. <laughs> totally. I mean, let's talk a little bit about this. This season is fantastic. Oh my god, it is so good. Great. Oh God, it's so good. I mean, how did that dynamic, now that the Teresa Jackie drama is behind us, how did the dynamic change? And was everyone like, oh my God, like a weight has been lifted off our shoulders? It was just, you know, I think it happened so quickly. I think after that crazy night at Dolores's house, the hysteria, the crime, the screaming, everybody's fighting. I think that night Teresa was like, you know what? This is just such chaos. This is such a disaster. That next day she was like, we got to just put it to bed. Joe Gorg was like, put this to bed. And I think Teresa also was like, uh, this is over and done with. Yeah. You, uh, you know, I think you said that Teresa had one of the weakest apologies you've ever seen. <laughs> just like so frustrated. I do know, you know, I said that in my confessional, but I do know she was nervous to apologize yeah. to Evan. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when he was coming in, she goes, yikes, to Joe and myself. And I, and I kind of almost felt a little bad at that point for her. Not that I should have, she should apologize to Evan, but I know she was nervous to see Evan. I'm sure, I'm sure she was. I mean, and then were you shocked that things like between you and your Joe kind of escalated so quickly in that in that whole fight with Delor- at Dolores' house as well? Uh, I, I was pissed. I was pissed because I felt like they were gonna try and make Jackie feel worse. It was only brought up, uh, guys and I was only brought up to like try and validate Teresa. Oh, she wasn't the only one who heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not the case. And to make like Joe and I look like we don't care about Jackie and only hurt Jackie. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't the situation. So, but I was also mad at Joe, like, listen, you guys shouldn't have been at that night even talking about it. I understand we're on a show, you have to talk about it, but you have to be eloquent when you speak and Mm -hmm. 
and what you mean, you know, and I know the way Joe is because half the time he does this crap to me. I'm like, what are you saying? Who'd you say it to? What happened? Please explain. And that's, you know, but guys aren't going to do that. No. <laughs> We're talking about it in my house. It's a fact. He never said in town. He said he heard it in his house. Mm -hmm. I have a team of women that work here. And I came home from that party and I talked about it nonstop because I could not believe what happened at that party. And then we also filmed endless scenes in my house of Teresa and Jackie fighting, me telling Marge Sr., me calling this one, you know, on the phone. I, so, of course, that's all this guy heard. So, of course, he's like, yeah, I heard the rumor nonstop. What, are you kidding me? That's all we talk about. Right, of course. Typical guy talk. guy <laughs> talk, but it looked worse than it was. So, I was mad. I, you know, did I think... Yeah, I, I was mad. I was mad at Joe. I was mad at Joe because I was like, do you see how like things could get twisted and, and it could hurt people we care about? Yeah, totally. I mean, it seems like you and Jennifer kind of go at it, you know, the rest of the season, maybe, I don't know, based on the, the trailer and everything. What is, what is it about her that sometimes rubs you the wrong way? Uh, and I, I say it in the show, she doesn't read the room. Mm -hmm. the, uh, I feel like her, so the social cues are off. I don't think she's a bad person. I don't, um, but I do feel sometimes she doesn't realize wh what she's saying to certain people and doesn't understand uh, what's going on in the real world. Mm -hmm. do, you still I, it me. do you still feel like her husband is her meal ticket? <laughs> I, I feel, when I say that, um, I think it all says it in her tagline, money can't buy happiness. But obviously, you know, she's saying it does, it buys her happiness because mm -hmm. she's an unlimited person. So, uh, you know, what does that mean to you? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's nothing about a stay-at-home mother. And I think people took it wrong because mm -hmm. it's in her tagline. Mm -hmm. Can't buy happiness. So what you are saying is your happiness is bought by money. That's what you're saying. Because you can spend endlessly. Just telling it like it is. <laughs> I'm just saying it like it is. I'm not saying anything that you haven't said yourself. Right. Your happiness can be bought by material possessions. Mm -hmm. That's what you value. So that's why I said it. I was mm -hmm. being, it, was like, it was a dig. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we also see in the, the mid-season trailer that, you know, the, the, obviously things are getting super tense between Melissa and Joe uh, last episode or last night's episode and kind of maybe coming up a little bit more in this season. And we see that you call Joe chauvinistic. Do you still feel that way? And did that cause like a big drama between everybody? And is it hard to see Melissa and Joe kind of go through this on camera? I think Joe, I called him chauvinistic because... He uh, wants to put women in very um, traditional roles. Mm -hmm. And I think it was hard for him to see his wife grow. Uh, I wasn't trying to be mean to Joe Gorg. I was just trying to point out something to him. I think he's working on it. I think he's changed. I think we're very close and I love him very much. But listen, I, I'm going to say to any, I'm close enough to him to say, you're acting chauvinistic. Don't say this mm -hmm. stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very close enough that I could say it and we could move on from it. Definitely. So with things he has kind of changed his ways a little bit, because I'm sure it'd be so hard for that marriage to survive if he's constantly jealous of her success. Exactly. And I think he was insecure of her success. Like, Hey, don't forget about me. But I think like when men get to a certain age and, and Melissa's a shining star, whatever it is, no one wants to be left behind. You know, you all start on an even playing field and, and things happen. But you know what? It's brought them a lot of great things. And, and I think sometimes, you you know, men could get anxious. They're feeling older, whatever it is. But I think he's, you know what? They're great. 
they're good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. And then also we're going to be introduced to Teresa's new boyfriend. I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Have you gotten to spend any time with him and does he fit in with the guy group? No, the guys, I mean, I don't, he hasn't been with all the guys as a guy group Mm -hmm. and I haven't spent any time with him, but she seems extremely happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was your thoughts of her reuniting with Joe Judice in the Bahamas with all of, with him? I, I mean, I was, uh, that was very impressive. That was, uh, you know, very modern. And I think, you know, it was, it was uh, impressive uh, that she would do something like that. Yeah. Does I, she- mean, I think she was doing it for the girls, which was very nice of her. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she wants to get married again or, or do you think, think that? Uh, yeah, I do think she wants to get married again. I think she's only, you know, she's with him longer than we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was suspicious during the, during the season. I kept saying, come on, Teresa, you're too happy not to, you know. So you really think that they've been dating for, for a long time and she kind of kept it under wraps for a while? Yeah, I think, you know, during the season, they had a, pro- obviously they had to be together. I was, you know, I was, she was much too perky. <laughs> way too much pineapple <laughs> i love that um and then what are you most excited for fans to see for the rest and for the second half of the season i think they're gonna get to see my book photo shoot yeah. they're gonna see us celebrating joe's birthday um all fun stuff for me uh you know some some crazy drama uh so I think it's going to be a great rest of the season. I think the major crises are over, but there's still drama and deep emotion going forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you think it's going to be an explosive reunion then? Or, you know, have Jack... I mean, you know what it is? You don't... Obviously, Christine, you don't know what everyone says about you. Of course, yeah. You're like, oh... Like, I didn't know Jennifer was saying I slept my way to the top. Mm. I didn't see that. I don't see what everybody says when I'm not there. Yeah. I mean, what was your reaction when she said that? Disgust. Yeah. That diminishes everything I've worked for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to call her out on it? <laughs> I, you know what? That's, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, it's very disappointing when um, someone, you know, a wo- another woman would say that about someone. That's mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a typical thing. I would expect it from, I don't, I, w- I wouldn't expect it from anybody at this point. And knowing that I've had my own business for 21 years, I'm not even sure who I slept my way to the top with. No, totally. I mean, yeah, you've proven yourself yeah, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, seriously. Congratulations on the book. I absolutely love it. And I know fans will love it as well. I'm appreciative. Thank you so much. Christine. All right. Great you. you too. All right. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered.